Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant school. School. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Plant School. Today, we will be talking about how to buy a houseplant or indoor plant or interior plant, whatever you want to call it. But we reached out to our Instagram followers to see what questions they had regarding buying a houseplant. And we got some good questions about buying houseplants. And we also got some other questions that don't relate to buying a houseplant. So we're going to have a random question segment yeah. here at the beginning of this and episode. And it's fine that they ask these questions. We're so happy and excited that we got questions. And we're excited to answer them and hopefully help some people out. Yeah. And if you're not following our Instagram, we are Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y. And if you're following and you have friends who want to get into indoor plants, tell them to follow us. Or listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has lots of awesome videos, and we're going to be adding a ton more coming up in the future. Anyways, random question number one. Do houseplants increase chances of having bugs in your home? Yeah, so technically, yes, they do, because houseplants can have bugs on them, such as thrips, mealybugs, white flies, fungus gnats, scale, I could go on and on. And we'll be covering more of what these bugs exactly are in a future episode. But most of these bugs that are on your houseplants, they don't move too much. They're not very noticeable, unless fungus gnats. Those things are the worst. They fly everywhere. I swear they like fly right into my nose half the time. Gross. Yeah, it is gross. So I would say overall, though, they don't increase your chances if you don't have, like, standing water in your home. <laughs> if you live in a flooded <laughs> house. <laughs> no. If, Which like, most of us do, I feel like. Just kidding. But, yeah, if your soil is too moist, that is why fungus gnats come around. It's a breeding ground for them. So if you are having trouble with bugs, cut back on watering and have good air movement, and usually bugs won't be a problem. I would say we have, like, hardly ever had bugs with the houseplants we have in our home, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we've never really had a problem. So if that's holding you back from buying a houseplant, I would say invalid. Okay, next question. What soil do you buy to repot a plant? Great question. So we actually covered this in an episode was it our last one uh, episode four because last episode, episode was fertilizer that's right okay so episode four if you want to learn more about how to or like what specifically soil you should be looking for but i did have sam go out and pull out my soil in our garage i have it here 
You can hear it crinkle. Yeah, so what I have is Miracle Grow Potting Mix. And I use that for nearly all my houseplants. It works fine for repotting it, top dressing it. If you want to know what these things mean and how to do them, go listen to episode four. But I would say that's a good way to go. We're actually going to include a link in the description of this podcast if you want to look at it on Amazon. So are there any other kind of soils to be concerned about? Oh, yes. With this question, this person asked like if they needed a specific soil for specific plants. I would say in general, no, you're good with just about the miracle Grow potting mix. If you have a cactus or succulents, it is a good idea to get a soil mix that is specifically for them. So on the bag, it'll literally say cactus soil mix. And the reason I say that you should go for that when repotting those types of plants is because they have a lot more sand in them, which is really good for drainage because those deserty plants, like succulents and cactuses, don't love a lot of water. So that sand can really help them stay alive, which is great. So... In general, use the soil I talked about, but if you have a cactus or succulents, go buy specific soil for cactuses. Another note, don't use old soil that's like super dusty, like it's been in your garage for years because I did that once and I killed my peace lily and I was so sad. It. You'll answer for that someday. Yeah, it's gonna meet me up in heaven and be like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> Next question. What are the best hanging plants? What is a hanging plant? So I am pretty sure what this person meant when they asked is like, what are good plants put in hangers? You know, those like macrame hangers that are really popular. Not like a coat hanger, but like a <laughs> like a shelf that, oh that hangs from the windowsill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A shelf is a good example. Yeah. So anything that's kind of drapey. So I would say that any vine is good. And some examples of vines are heartleaf philodendrons. Those are very hangy. Is that word? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Or apothos or English ivy, something of that nature. If you look up houseplant vines, if you want more ideas, those are really good to be in hangers or on a shelf because they will over time start to grow down and they'll be really pretty. Another example is that I've seen a lot that's super popular, string of pearls. Yeah. Those you are some go, ideas. You could go on and on. I we'll could. Stop you there. Yeah, thank you. What are the best indoor trees? I don't know a, a whole lot about indoor trees, but the first ones that come to my mind of ones that are popular and do really well inside homes are fiddle leaf figs. Those guys are everywhere. They're beautiful. Or a Benjamin ficus, and those can get really big. Only thing is, if you're like looking for like a big indoor tree, they are pretty expensive like if you want it full grown. You can buy them smaller and hope that they grow, but it takes a while to get them to be big. My favorite indoor tree, Christmas tree. Though you're not growing Fake it. Fake for your... real. That's always fun to go get a real tree. It is. I like that. Thank you, Sam. Okay, best plants for Idaho weather. Yeah, so this is a great question because it brings up some good points not just for Idaho. So if you're not from Idaho and you start to tune out, tune back in. We got some news for you. There are other cold uh, places on the earth. Yes, there are too many. No, we live in one and it's great. So 
for houseplants, most will do well anywhere in the world because, you know, they obviously live inside your home. We often keep our homes around like 70 degrees, 60 if you're crazy, 80 <laughs> if you're crazy. I don't know. <laughs> 78 if you're in California. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho and other places, they can be very dark in the winter. So if you live in a place that's dark in the winter, you could consider getting more low light plants. Some great examples are ZZs snake plant, pothos. There there are a ton of quote-unquote low-light plants that you could choose. But like I said, I think it's in episode three, low-light plants don't really mean low-light. It just means they will die slower in low-light. Most, most houseplants want a lot of light, but you can't help it being dark in the winter, so consider maybe getting ones that are, they die slower in low light, like a ZZ. They'll do pretty well. And also, if you live in a cold, drafty place, like Idaho can be in the winter, like Utah can be in the winter, a lot of states can be in the winter, consider getting plants that are okay with cold drafts. There's quite a few, one of them, a cast iron plant we already talked about in history of houseplants. It was super popular with the Victorians because it could handle their cold drafty places. Oh. So consider cast iron plant. There's also Dracaenas. Those do very well with cold drafts, like being by a, a cold window. Jade plants, sago palms, snake plants, as well as things like herbs. If you're growing herbs indoors, they will do just fine by a cold drafty window. I made the comment about California being 78 degrees because I guess they had really bad heat waves this past weekend to where it got up to like 115, 120, which doesn't like blow my socks off because growing up in St. George, I feel like we every summer we'd get above that uh-huh. for like a week. But anyways, people lost power and the mayor of LA tweeted for everyone to set their thermostats to 78 degrees and to unplug all their appliances that they aren't using to save power uh-huh. you know that guy's not doing that himself <laughs> <laughs> and he said to use fans like you know he's not setting his thermostat cranking it up to 65 mansion that he's living in like you know <laughs> he has the audacity. is pretty toasty in the house yeah just... you like move to go like make dinner and you're sweaty when yeah. it's that warm in You're your like house. like laying down on the ground, <laughs> like trying to Ugh. get wood floors. It's the coolest thing in your house. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, man, that guy has the audacity. Anyways, get off my little tangent. How and when, how and when. I worded that question <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah, I no, wrote these all hard. out from Instagram and I think I wrote this one wrong. Sorry, Sam. How and when to move them to a bigger <laughs> butt. <laughs> That's <so> gross. <laughs> Can you clarify the question? For Let me, me translate. Yes. This person is wondering when to move their houseplant to a bigger pot because there's lots of new growth on it. I would say, simple answer, check out episode four. We go into the details of when to do it and how to repot your plant. Yep. Awesome. Go back and watch it. Watch it. What is this? Listen. YouTube? <laughs> go listen to it. So... Just bought a plant, but the place you want it doesn't have enough light. What do you do? I was thinking about this when this person asked this and what they should do. This sounds so sad from like a, a plant podcast, but consider buying a fake plant to put there instead. <laughs> Isn't that so sad? 
And I would say go back and listen to episode three that kind of talks more about light. But if you're putting this plant in a really low light area, I'm just warning you and like telling you that you are setting up that plant to die slowly. Like it'll it'll probably be fine, maybe last like a year. Falling with style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so if you really want to place it there, it'll probably survive for a little bit. But consider maybe getting a fake plant. Consider maybe finding a plant that does really well in low light that we talked about earlier, like a snake plant or a ZZ. But again, no plant really loves dark spaces. Oh, and another option that I was thinking as I was kind of going over this in my brain was there are a lot of UV lights out there. You could still put your houseplant in this dark spot if you were able to somehow install a UV light. And I know they used to look real junky, but they've come out with some that are pretty cute. So you could consider installing some of those and that would feed your plant and allow it to be in that dark space. But yeah, that's another option that you could do. Last question of our random question segment. What is your go-to fertilizer for houseplants? I use, and I've mentioned this before in our fertilizing episode, which was just our last one, episode five, but I use Jack's Classic 202020 from Amazon. We will include a link in this podcast description. I use that one for most all my houseplants, and I really like it. It's really awesome. easy to use. You just dump it in some water. And also, there were some other questions that were asked, and we will be answering them throughout the episode. And if they were one that we feel like we couldn't do justice in this episode, we wrote down your questions, don't worry, but we're going to be doing like whole episodes on them or including them in a different episode. So don't feel like if your question wasn't asked. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then we will... Go on to answering questions about where are the best places to buy houseplants and how to go about doing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back. And before we get into the questions, we just wanted to also bring to your attention that we do have a website, tennyplants.com, and we've published a few posts and articles there. So if you want to learn more about fertilizing, a lot of things that we've covered in the podcast episodes with a little bit more detail or different details, you can go there and read up on them. They've got links to products that Rachel recommends. If you want yeah. tips on we'll fertilizers. We'll more coming yeah. out of a lot of the tools that I recommend or a lot of the products that I recommend that I've personally used. 
Yeah, we're planning to begin making some step-by-step -step tutorials on how to fertilize and how to propagate for different kinds of plants, ones that Rachel has, and then we'll expand Rachel's inventory of house plants so that she can make tutorials for those. Woohoo! So, I'm excited. That yeah. means I get to buy more plants, guys. Yeah. That's what this yeah, means. Yeah, so the more you guys support us, the more house plants Rachel can get. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Okay. Let's dive into the questions. What stores are best to go and buy houseplants? Where are the different places you can go? Okay, there's quite a, quite a few. And Sam knows about some of these because I oh, have I know all of them. I've been taken drug around town. To... Drug? <laughs> I was not going to use that word. So number one of places you can go is social media. And I know this sounds crazy. Maybe it doesn't because I know there's a lot of people that are probably already on these groups but there are a lot of Facebook groups that support basically trading and swapping plants. So if you want a really cheap option to get some new house plants, these are really cool because you can get on these Facebook groups. For example, I live in Utah. I follow a group called Utah Plant and in it people will get rid of their plants for really low prices. They're kind of just, they just don't want them anymore. So you can snag it from them. Often they will trade cuttings of their plant and those you can just place in soil. We're going to talk about propagating later. But anyways, yeah, you can get cuttings from them and grow a whole new plant from those just for a really cheap price. Plus you get to know people. So it's kind of a cool option. Instagram also has some small scale sellers on there that I've run across. If you go in there and do like a hashtag search of like Utah plant shop. You can often find people who are just running their little greenhouse out of their home and selling plants. So those are some really kind of fun options to get to know people in your community, as well as some cheap options on like those Facebook groups to trade or buy different plants, or you can even sell your plants on those. Moving on, there are nurseries that you can go to. Nurseries are usually where they are either growing the plants or they're taking in large shipments of plants. So they're in really good health because they have all the facilities to be taking care of these plants. They're in greenhouses, they're getting all the light they need. So if you want a healthy plant, go to a nursery. They also have the staff there that can answer all your questions about them. And I would say that they're they're pretty fairly priced. You know, they haven't traveled on to a third-party seller. And so because of that, they are usually at really good prices. And Sam, let me know if you have any questions as we go about. Oh, I know about all these. Just kidding. <laughs> so then there's specialty plant shops. So these are those that like, they're really cute plant shops that have all the decor you might need, all the pots and different things. These are a little more higher priced because they are a third-party seller, but they're really nice if you are wanting to grab some decor or some cute pots while you're buying your plants. Next, there are big box stores. So what I mean by this is like Lowe's or Walmart or Home Depot. You can find these anywhere. This is where we went to grab Sam's snake plant. We got him to kind of like yeah. give him some experience for this episode. Haven't even looked at my snake plant since we bought it. Which is great. Yeah, it's, it's a very that low easy maintenance. Of a plant. Yeah, yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Hey. Yeah. So these big box stores, they generally aren't equipped to care for plants. 
What I mean by this is that they are inside of the store. There is not very great lighting in the store. And so some of them can be in pretty rough shape. Like I feel like Walmart, poor Walmart, they get a bad rap for the houseplant market. I feel like often they can be a little, I don't know, they aren't very well managed. Like whenever I, <laughs> whenever I take Sam to, whenever I drag Sam into the outdoor area of Walmart, it's just kind of a mess back there. Last time we went, I think they had just given up. They yeah. like taped him off and they're like, these guys are dead. Yeah, it looked like some radioactive warhead went off around, <laughs> yeah, the, around town or something and it just killed all the plants. In yeah. There. Sometimes though, I will say you can find some really cool plants and often like they might be marked off or they'll be having a sale on them so they can be really cheap, but you really just need to watch out when you're buying them for different things. And we'll be going over what you should watch out for in just a couple of minutes. Lastly, I will say that there are online stores and they're becoming ever more popular, especially with pandemic and everything going on. I haven't ever bought in one from an online store. I, I want to, but if you choose a reputable store, you'll get a good houseplant right to your door. The only problem is you don't get to look at it beforehand and you're never really sure what you're gonna get. So the cons of this is that like I said, you don't get to see it before, and also shipping can be pricey. Some will offer free shipping if the order is like over $60, $70. It depends on the website. And speaking of websites, I have never used these, but I know some of the more popular ones are like thesill.com, urbanstems.com, Bloomscape, Etsy even has houseplants. Amazon also has houseplants. I did read that be wary of Amazon because you will get what you pay for. If it seems like a screaming deal and you don't pay very much, you're often gonna get a plant that is not worth much. So yeah, those are your options though on where to buy a houseplant. It kind of depends on what you're looking for. Sam and I generally kind of just check out the Lowe's or Home Depot because they're just so convenient. We've gone to a few nurseries, though. We moved yeah. a little farther away from them, so we haven't gone lately. But Yeah, and yeah. the ones nearby aren't open this time of year. Yeah. So it's kind of a seasonal thing sometimes, I guess. Going along with getting a good deal, what are some typical prices to expect when you're shopping for houseplants? There's, like, a huge range. It can be from, like, a couple dollars for some rural, like, small plants up to like hundreds of dollars. I'm sure it probably goes into the thousands. But for normal <laughs> people, you probably aren't buying a thousand dollar plant. But yeah, so it depends on the size and the type of plant you're buying. So just to kind of give you a range, Sam and I just bought a snake plant. It's probably like three feet tall with like its yeah. pot and everything. It one. was $35.00. There was a big monstera there, and it was $90, and they had small fiddle fig, only two feet tall. Those were $35 as well. So I would say, on average, between like $20 to $70 is where you're going to find most decent-sized plants. Not huge, but not tiny. So expect around that range if you're going out to buy one from like a, a Lowe's or a Home Depot or your nursery it's going to be right around there yeah. 
I think the fiddly fig was pretty expensive too. The big one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those big ones were very expensive. Yeah, they were like ninety five or something mm-hmm. like that. Why are they so expensive? Some plants just they take years to grow to the size they are, and those years are just like accruing costs of watering, fertilizer, of space in these people's greenhouses that are growing them. And so those costs just kind of add up so that they can make a profit off of these plants. And they're really hard to move. So the shipping costs for them kind of add up. So in order for them to sell them to the public for a profit, they can be a little pricey. That's kind of why like the Facebook groups or different things like that can be such a good idea because they're just people trying to get rid of their plants. Are there other ways you can save? Yeah, you can even propagate your own house plants, which I mentioned earlier we'll be talking about in our next episode. But there are ways to grow more plants from the existing ones you have. So that's kind of a fun way to get more house plants as well. Cloning. Mm-hmm. You probably can't get them to be huge unless you have a greenhouse in your backyard. Then perhaps you could get it to be pretty big. Rachel would be jealous if you had I a I would be very jealous. I'd ask you if I could come look at it. Someday. Someday. Someday, sweetie. What should I look for before I buy the plant? How do I know if it's a good plant? Okay, so I'm going to turn my notes away. We're going to ask Sam this question because... Oh, no. You just went and bought one with me. You know what to look for. Well, it's a snake plant. All I had to do was look for a snake plant. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you looked for I did my research for snake plant. I knew it was basically the more you care for it, the more you kill it. Yeah, just forget about it and it does well. Yeah. It's hard for some people to do, like me. All right, here we go. So what do you look for before you buy the plant? Is it green or the right color it should be? Yeah, you don't want any crispy edges or like things broken on it. If it's not meant to be droopy leaves, are the leaves drooping? Yeah. Hanging over? Mm-hmm. I made Sam feel... That's a watering thing. Yes, it is. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. You're scoring brownie points with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, so I made Sam feel the leaves of the snake plant because we want them to be rigid because that's how snake plants usually are. If you go and like, I don't know, if you go up and feel the stem of a plant and it's all squishy, hard pass, don't buy it. It's probably going to die soon. Make sure to kind of like get in the plant's business when you're buying it. This is what Sam did. Anyways, go on. What else? Yeah, I went and sniffed at soil. Mm -hmm. Why? You told me to. (laughs) That's a good reason. <laughs> Why else? If it stinks like mold, then that means it's getting overwatered. Yes. And that's bad. You don't want there to be poop in the soil. So if it smells like poop. Why would there be poop? Animals. <laughs> humans. <laughs> dogs. Who goes and poops <laughs> in the house? It's what? 2020, right? So anything can happen. Gross. Why was I sniffing the soil? I was being brainwashed. <laughs> no, you're sniffing it because if it smelled like anything other than like normal soil smells. Poop. Yeah, if it smelled like poop, <laughs> yeah, don't take that. But yeah, if it kind of has like a musty smell, it is a sign of like a old possible milk. Yes, yes. Stop throwing out all these gross things. I can like smell them in my brain. I don't want to. Anyways, if you smell it and it does not smell like soil, it is a sign of possible soil fungus. The end. Okay. 
that's why you were smelling it. That's why I was smelling it. And you don't want that? No. Yeah. Poop is bad when you're smelling it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, what else did we look for? Brown spots on the leaves. Mm-hmm. So like, are they diseases? Are those diseases infections? They can be, yeah. Um, bugs, seeing if there's any kind of bug infestation on the plant. Mm-hmm. I think you hit most of them. You better say other things so we don't lead people astray on this. Okay, I'll, I'll just like something. quickly recap. Sam mentioned look for damage on the plant. You don't want any brown spots because that could be a sign of fungus or just bad watering practices. Generally, if it's just a bad watering practice, it can be fixed. But if you don't want to risk it, then just skip it. Don't don't go for that plant that has leaves that look crispy or have brown spots. We mentioned looking for squishy stems or the soil smells funny. Take a pass on that plant. Pests, you mentioned looking for any sort of bugs. A lot of these little bugs, we mentioned a few like thrips, spider mites, aphids even, fungus gnats. Some of these like mealybug and scale love to hide in the crevices of the plant. So I would say look on the underside of the leaves, look in those tiny little crevices down by the soil. If you see any sort of brown bumps, that's probably scale. They, I don't even know how to describe them. Brown bumps. Yeah, they're kind of just like these, they don't move if hardly at all. They kind of just stick there to the plant. And mealybugs are white and they almost look like little fluffs. They have quite a few, I don't know if they're hairs, but I'm gonna describe them as hairs coming off of them. It almost looks like mold you'd find on like strawberries, old strawberries. Yeah, they're kind of just these little spots of white. So if you see that on the underside of the leaves, especially so for palms, palms are notorious for mealybugs for some reason, you're not gonna wanna buy that plant because if you take it home, it can quickly spread to your other plants and cause big problems. If you wanna take it home and clean it up, go for it. But I would just say, go ahead and pass on it. I think you put it best. If you don't wanna risk it, skip it. Yeah. If you do take home a plant and you find bugs on it, just go ahead and quarantine it away from your other plant so it can't spread them. Don't say quarantine. <laughs> Some post-traumatic yeah. COVID PTS. disorder. PTQSD. No, I actually haven't minded. I'm I'm a homebody anyways, so it's like, <laughs> this oh, is great. I have to stay home. Yeah. Anyways, you're gonna wanna put your plant in a place where no other plants are, <laughs> <laughs> and just so that it doesn't spread until you can take care of it. Let's see if there is anything else you need to look for. Want a huge plant and you buy a tiny one? Don't expect your tiny plant to become a giant plant. Your exceptions may be like a vining plant, like a pothos or other vines. Oh, another thing is drainage holes. I would say look for a plant that has drainage holes. I saw a few, even like at Walmart, they had the pots were just solid pots. There were no holes at the bottom. And I just try and avoid those because it can make overwatering really easy to happen because there's nowhere for that water to go. I would say when you're buying a houseplant, just make sure it has holes in the pot. It just makes your life a whole lot easier when it comes to watering. And lastly, it's a good idea to bring a box or some sort of container to get your plant home safely so it's not rolling around in your car on the way home. Some nurseries will even let you borrow a box 
if you are in need. This question looks like a pet peeve for Rachel. Is it, <laughs> it's in all caps. <laughs> it is a pet peeve. Is it kosher to cut off plants to grow the pieces at home or propagate them? Meaning, is it okay to steal leaves from plants at nurseries or stores? No, it's not okay. <laughs> don't be a hobo. That's literally what I wrote is no, don't be a hobo. And if you've done this, don't feel bad. It's it's fine, whatever. You'll have um, to answer for it someday. But <laughs> No, I'm not even going <laughs> to get into that. I've just seen a lot of people ask if, you know, like I snipped off a few leaves from my nursery to grow at home. Like, do you guys think that's okay? And this is my personal opinion, but I do not think it's okay to snip off different pieces of houseplants from stores. They are trying to sell their product and have it look nice. Can I take some chips out of this bag? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or some some grapes off of this, out of That's this bag like, and eat it. Yeah, it's like taking a few seeds out of the seed packet and just being like, oh, uh, gonna grow these at home, okay? You can have the rest of these. It's like, no. It's like, just pay the 99 cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of you listening probably had no idea that this was even a thing, is to like snip off plants that can be propagated it's... and taken home. But if you're ever tempted, just don't. It's funny. It's like the people where you see this happening, it's, it almost sounds like it's a nervous twitch or like a like a guilty pleasure they have to like steal yeah. leaves. <laughs> What's that called when you have that urge to steal things? Oh, uh, kleptomaniac. Kleptomaniac, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. a plant kleptomaniac. Don't yeah. do it. Anyways. All right, last question. So I brought my plant home. Now what? How do I help them adjust from the greenhouse to my home? One of my friends asked this question of how to help it adjust. And it's a really good question because if you think about it, these plants are getting literally everything they need in a greenhouse and you bring it to your home and it's not really in that ideal situation, which is fine. It just takes a while for it to adjust. I'm just going to give some tips on what I feel like you should know when you are bringing it home. A lot of plants if it has blooms, oh, and this brings up another question that someone asked, is how long can they expect like their blooms to last? It depends on the plant. Sometimes, like for peace lilies, they have these really nice white blooms that come up and they'll last for a couple, I don't know, like a month or so, and then they disappear. I've heard this and I'm not sure if every nursery or greenhouse does this, but they will inject just like a little boost, kind of like a fertilizer. They'll just pour it on with, it's like water and gibberellins. Gibberellins are just a plant hormone that will induce quick flowering, just like It's like Captain really America juice. Basically, yeah, yeah. that's great. I'm yeah. so glad you're here to help me with these things. Yeah. So it's like Captain America juice and it'll Serum. create- What's that called? Hold on. What's that called? Serum. We got to think watch about Captain it. America. Shout it out when you think of it. Anyway, so they will put this these gibberellins on the plant and it will create a lot of blooms. The only thing is they will fade after a month or so until you don't have any of these blooms and you're wondering, what am I doing wrong? Why won't it flower like it did when it was in the store when I bought it? It's kind of a game of trying to get it in a healthy state enough to get it to bloom like that, but don't expect it to bloom like it was in the nursery because oftentimes they will use 
fertilizer or gibberellins to help these plants have big, healthy blooms. Did you find it, Sam? Super soldier serum. I was right. <laughs> there you go. Super soldier serum. So be kind to yourself. If you don't get your blooms to last very long, to get them back, you can fertilize your plant, um, put it in a very sunny location. That'll all help. I would say sun is probably the biggest one to help it have blooms again. A second thing, when you bring your plant home, really don't worry about repotting it for a while. It's going to have a, quite a bit of stress just adjusting to your new home. And if you go ahead and repot it right away, that's just a lot of stress for the plant to go through. So go ahead and just place it into a decorative pot. That's mostly what I do with our house plants around here. I will take its ugly pot that it comes in, just those plastic ones, and I'll set it directly into a decorative pot, and I don't worry about it until it's showing signs that it needs to be repotted. If your plant loses a few leaves or some go yellow, don't be alarmed. It is just adjusting. Just snip them off and keep moving on. I will say ficuses can be a little more touchy than other plants. So some examples are your fiddle leaf figs. Those are in the ficus genus. Your Benjamin ficuses. <laughs> Duh, those oh, really? are in the ficus genus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so if you bring a plant that is a ficus, expect it to lose a few leaves. It's just pretty normal for that to happen whenever you move it. Keep an eye out for pests. If you notice any, quarantine it away from the other plants. As far as like having them adjust, just try and place them in an area that will get really good indirect sunlight. And don't freak out if some leaves go yellow or if you lose some flowers. It's pretty normal. And just enjoy your plant. That's my last thing of now what do I do now that it's home. You enjoy it. Place it in a spot where you awesome. will just love where I've it is. I've been loving my snake plant, let me tell you. Just kidding, I already admitted her. <laughs> you even noticed it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's over there. Whenever I watch TV, I see him out the corner of my eye because he's right next to the TV. Yeah. He's cute. I like him. Me or the, the snake plant? Oh, I like you too, but I was talking about <laughs> the snake plant. Oh, all right. Well, no one's probably listening at this point anyways. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> break Rachel's heart. How long is this thing? Yeah, we'll let you guys go. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, I think you guys really, it means a lot. And it means a lot for all the questions that were sent in. It really helped this podcast and we had a lot of fun prepping for it. Next episode's on propagating. Send in your questions on Instagram to our email. Yeah, we'll, we'll make a post to remind everyone if they have any more questions on propagating. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.